Chillin' with Dylan is coming to you. It's time for some hanging out and one-on-one interviews. Your favorite reality stars are coming through. I would like to welcome everybody to Chillin' with Dylan. I am your host, Dylan Deckard. Today's guest is Jessica Milagros from Big Brother 21, and we're going to be discussing all things BB All-Stars and Big Brother 21. So enjoy. All right. So I want to first, thanks for being here and doing this. Um, I want to just start off with how are you doing? Because obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic and then for those of you people that don't know you had a tornado in Chicago this week we did so how are you how's your family how's your house the house is good um we finally have power um everything I mean it could have been worse Uh, unfortunately my neighborhood got had some a little bit of damage mostly trees that have just kind of like fallen and destroyed a few houses but luckily just structural everybody in the neighborhood is is good um you know other than that just kind of like everybody else taking it day by day you know feeling blessed that i'm in good health yeah really funny funny thing is that um i was actually on the way to the store so there was no like it was supposed to there were supposed to be some type of like thunderstorm but um it was clear it Mm -hmm. like nothing out of the ordinary and then i was about to head to the store and my phone just had um ended up like uh, giving me that tornado warning Mm -hmm. alert and yeah and i was like well it looks really nice and sunny outside so I was going to, I was just going to go to the store. My husband was like, you should probably wait until after, you know? And I was like, okay. And then like 10 minutes, like the storm came, like destructed, like destroyed everything. And then like left within like half an hour. It was insane. So we like took cover with, went to the basement and just let nature take its course. I saw, I saw the pictures on your, I think it was your Twitter and I was amazed because I don't, yeah. I've never heard of tornadoes going to Chicago. Um, you you kind of don't think of Chicago as doing that because it, you know, we have tall skyscrapers. Like there's just, yeah. there's not enough plain land for it to just, you know, for it to start. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it did touch, I think not too far. Like I want to say maybe four miles. It was like the tornado actually hit ground like four miles away from me and um, ended up dissipating into the lake. So, so everything that we, we dealt with was just kind of like that aftermath. Jeez. All right. So I want to get into all-stars and your thoughts yeah. on 22. So last night we had our first eviction. Queen Keisha, birthday yeah. Keisha, went home 13 to zero. So what were your thoughts on Keisha's game and just the week in general? Because it have showed that there's not that much drama and it was kind of just like went with the flow. It was kind of predicted yeah. that she was going to go home for a while. So what were your thoughts on week one of All-Stars? Well, week one of All-Stars, it's, it's really interesting, right? Because everybody in that house 
aside from David has played before, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's, um, it's really interesting to kind of see how everybody's game has, has changed from their season. Um, obviously we thought that Keisha was gonna, you know, gonna be a little bit louder, kind of speak yeah. her mind more. She is a little bit uh, more quiet, but the, the thing is, is like you do become a different person when you know that you are targeted in the house yeah. and um, the lay low strategy, it seems like that was the goal of the first week. Everybody wanted to lay low. They wanted to get to know each other. Mind you, this is the first time the fans are actually seeing what a week one looks like. And so everybody's kind of like, this is kind of a boring week one. Mm-hmm. But technically, you all are used to seeing week two feeds. Yeah. Right? Sure. This is a typical, for mm-hmm. me, being in the house, this is a very typical week one. You know, people are getting to know each other. People are trying to kind of get their bearings, figure out, you know, you know, who's with who, who they can trust, you know, all of these things. Um, so I have a feeling that coming into the next week, you know, now that, for, spoiler alert for those who don't know, Memphis, yeah. <laughs> Memphis is CHOH, you know, um, <clears throat> that with this one, there will kind of be more like lines drawn. Yeah. And people get a little bit more, um, can't be like, they're able okay. to, yeah. drama to, to play. People. Yeah, drama arguments. I mean, it was a little sad to see Keisha not really fight. Yeah. Um, actually, I've, I've been on her Instagram since then, and it seems like she has more of that, you know, attitude opinion, coming yeah. out of the house than that we were hoping to see inside of the house. Yeah, she said some things about Memphis and Cody that I've had to do a double take reading. If anybody wants to go check her yeah. Instagram. But, but it's like a lot of people are expecting, I mean, you have to understand, like, we're not, as much as people want to see it, we're not characters. We're yeah. real life people. So yeah. it, um, there is a persona that you, I mean I don't know. It, there's just like a lot of things that that people fans want to see, yes. and that the players aren't there. We're not really there for the fans. We're there to play the game, right? And so, if we're feeling targeted, if we're feeling like we have to lay low, that's the name of the game. And then fans don't really like that because they want to see the arguments and they want to see the drama and they want to see the back and forth. Um, so it's kind of a little bit of a catch 22. Yeah. I think if Keisha would have showed her big brother 10 birthday party, Keisha, she would have obviously been out been the first one out still, but with the laying low and the trying to talk, it got her more of a chance to stay because they're not going to want somebody that's screaming. I mean, look what happened with Nick from your season on taco Tuesday. He was the next one out. Yeah. I mean, and that was a clear, clear strategy. It wasn't necessarily because he was screaming, but it just kind of made sense when it, when you look at yeah. a person um, and how well connected they are in the house, you know, and for Christy to have been able to make or, or, you know, just be able to make that connection for everybody, even though we really already knew it, we just needed someone to, to be able to vocalize it. Blame, yeah. Yeah, and and that was again had Nick not in my in my eyes had Nick not come for you know Christy that's that week um, there would have been no Taco Tuesday and more than likely he you know he would have stayed yeah. in the house 
and Christy probably would have been that next yeah. person out. It worked out for Christy because she was on the block for a couple weeks in a row. And yeah, she, she was there like five. <laughs> she was literally there like five weeks in a row. For a while. Um, so I want to talk to uh, about your fellow BB21 house guests on All Stars, David and Nicole. Yeah. Um, so I guess my first question is, I was expecting David and Nicole to come in and work together, be a dynamic duo right away. And or were you expecting them kind of like how they are, where they're not really, I mean, we've seen a little bit of them talking together, but they haven't really showed like that they're together like we would all expect. Yeah, well, here's the thing again, like when you're in pairs like that, you really don't want to make that connection. I think that it the, the bond is kind of on, it's like unsaid, but known, you know, I don't think that they necessarily have to be together all the time. I mean, they did have a moment in the bathroom where they said, you know, we're like Nicole said, you know, your family. So I always have your back. And I think it's unconditional um, where it says like, they will never put each other up. If for some reason they hear each other's names, you know, being thrown out, like they'll let each other know. It's kind of like, I have your back, but we definitely can't be seen, you know, together. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what, what I, you know, what I got from it. However, you know, um, Nicole A, as much as I like, I love her as a person, and this is by no means like a dig at her. She's a very scrappy person, you know, like, so when, when she feels uh, like she kind of gravitates toward the, toward powerful people. And she likes to be that, you know, that person in the room that, listens a lot like she's very observant and she likes um she likes to kind of hear all sides of the story uh so she's just you know she's definitely and and she's actually easier to be in the room and people kind of forget that she's there like she just has that you know um that power to be able to just sit there and listen and nobody really look at her as a threat um whereas david's like trying to do that but you know as a male he needs to gravitate toward he he gravitates towards you know the guys he's kind of bro a bro guy you know i think nicole's also really good at like adapting because last season she was on the very very bottom of the house at one point um especially when she was locked out of the house as we know and then she ended up working with mickey and holly all the way to the final three so i think who she's working with now she can definitely switch it up and go she's with kevin now she can go with janelle one week and then danny donato um the next week so i'm excited to see how she plays with all these all stars rather than all new players is what i'm most excited for nicole with Um, yeah it took her it took her a little bit to to really get her bearings you know she was feeling a little out of place and I think now coming into the second week now that you know the first eviction is done Mm -hmm. she's definitely kind of back back in it it just takes some time to adjust especially in that house to get ready um so I want to talk a little bit about the live feeds there was one point and this was very big on Twitter I'm sure you saw it where David was talking to Danny and Cody and David asked what is the veto or how does the veto work, I think is how we worded it. So I have the David stand saying that it was gameplay, he's playing, he's playing it up. And then the other people saying, why is he on this season? He doesn't even know what a veto is. 
So what are your thoughts on David being cast on as an all-star um, after being the first one out last season and then also his conversation with Danny and Cody about the veto? Uh, well, obviously, you know, David is an amazing person. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, an amazing player, however, you can't, we, we can't say that because he, again, hasn't played the game. Yeah. And that's to no fault of his own. You know what I mean? I think um, he would agree coming, like going in that he is probably just as surprised as anybody to see him on the roster. I don't think that he considers himself an all-star, but what he does um, consider himself is someone who deserves a second chance. And I believe that he, you know, deserves that second chance, just like anybody else. And if Big Brother is going to give you the call and is going to say, I want you on the season, a house guest isn't really going to say no. Yeah. You know, I mean, they will depending on what their situation is, but for yeah. someone like David who had something to prove, who wanted to go back in and now you're giving me an all-star position, like definitely. He's excited about that. It was his, you know, he hasn't really done well in competitions, you know, and things of that nature. <clears throat> is he playing up the dumb? I, <clears throat> I don't know. He was a recruit. Like, I do you know, that. so he didn't like coming into the first, um, coming into the first season or like our season, yeah. he didn't know a lot either. He didn't know how things worked. Yeah. Um, but he was in the house for a whole month. month. Yeah. So like to say that he doesn't know what the veto is, it, yeah. That's why it threw me off too, because he yeah. for a month and when he asked how the veto worked, it just, I guess, I don't think he was ever a part of the veto, like the drawing of the chips. So maybe that's what he meant. But I also, I think he deserves this chance and he's the only one that's played Big Brother that has never been voted out. Minus the people that have been like thrown out for various things. Um, he was never voted out. He lost to twist that's very notorious now camp comeback so i'm excited to see how he plays and especially i really just want him to get power to see who he targets yeah that's what i'm excited to see if he'll go for the big janelle Kesar, um or he'll go for like the floaters and see people where he won't get that many that much blood on his hands yeah that that that's definitely a good a good way to look at it like i think for a lot of people, especially in the house, people look at David as like this massive wild card. We yeah. don't know what he's gonna do because you've never seen him play. So it it's kind of like what, yeah, what does he typically do? Um, when you're working with all-stars, you kind of know their, you know, you kind of know their game, you know, and their strategy and how they play. Um, <clears throat> And yeah, I think I think it will be um, an interesting. David would be an interesting HOH. Yeah. Um, so there's the safety suite twist mm. this summer. I want to know what your thoughts on the safety suite are, and then I have a question about um, how you would have played your game differently if you didn't have Camp Comeback, if you had the safety suite instead. Mm. That. Um... See, the, so let's talk about the safety seat. Yeah, so I think it's a great, I think it's a great twist. It kind of puts um, the HOH 
uh, in a very tough spot, right? And yeah. it it kind of alleviates or can alleviate a lot of the stress that happens inside of the house right before, you know, right before a nomination. Um, but that being said, like one of the things that I personally don't like is the fact that um, that everybody's playing for safety mm -hmm. prior to an HOH actually making a nomination, meaning like, um, not necessarily making the nomination and for the house guests to know what that nomination is. Like I would have liked for um, the HOH to go into the diary room, make his set noms to, to the diary room, come out and then let the house guests play for, you know, play for safety without knowing okay. who the house guests picked. And if whoever played gained safety, he would have to go back and make different nominations and that way like the hoh is also exposed because i don't like the fact that playing for safety also puts a target on your back because yeah. you're kind of showing there's a mistrust but yeah. then there's no consequences to the hoh you know um prior to i would have liked to see something like that but i'm kind of like i'm, I'm a very fair person so i i don't like the one-sidedness yeah. of that safety, you know, of the safety suite. That's interesting. I think it would definitely be a different twist because I believe that Cody was talking about putting Janelle and Kesar up. I don't know if he would have, but it would have been interesting if he put them up and then they go one the safety suite and how he would have had to backtrack out of that. Because exactly. I would have, that would have really created a little bit more of that, drama. you know, of, that um, drama inside of the house because now it's kind of like that's an afterthought. Kesar, you know, Kesar and, and Janelle are potentially thinking about working with Cody, just like, you know, the whole house. Yeah. You know, he's in, a, in an amazing, uh, he's in an amazing position right now coming out of an HOH, which yeah. is ridiculous. Um, kind of a, I mean, not unheard of, but he's yeah. like, he's a nice guy, but yeah. in, in my the way I play, I look at it and I would have automatically targeted Cody because yeah. he's such a well-rounded player. Yeah, and that's know? why I was rooting for you last season because you went, you went HOH and you went right from Mickey and Jack, like yeah. right away. And I was Here's like- Here's the thing, you don't have, you don't, you have one, if you're lucky, you have one HOH. There are house guests that have never won a competition their whole time in yeah. in you know in the um in the in the house. Yeah. Like you're looking at someone like uh, like Davon, like she's never yeah Memphis had Memphis, an Memphis yeah Memphis just won an HOH like his very first HOH and he was eight. final two on BB10 so he was there the whole I think back then it was like 75 days so he was there the whole time and he finally won an HOH. So I, yeah, it's, it's very interesting how, how it all plans out. Exactly. So, I mean, like, I think, I, I think that when you have power, like you really, I mean, I don't understand this whole, like, it's too early week one, week two to make a big move. It's like people forget it, it for us, like we have lives outside of watching Big Brother, but when you're in the house, that is all you do. Yeah. And our memories, like it, it, a day feels like a week, you know? Yeah, so sure. people forget, people forget it's water under the bridge. Like, um, you could be fighting with someone one week and the next week you're, 
you know, you're aligned to them. Yeah. So it's like you have that one moment, that one week of power. It's like use it, get your target out, and not play games. Yeah. So your first three HOHs were Christy, Jack, and Nick. Going back to 2021, 20, uh, what week do you think you would have went for the safety suite? If you had the safety suite instead of Camp Comeback? Like what would have been your game plan? How would it have changed your game? And what week do you think you would have been like, this is the week I have to go for safety. I'm, I'm nervous. Um, I would have probably said Jax. Um, I was kind of, I mean, even though I knew Kemi was the target, yeah. you, it, it becomes, it becomes a little hard. Um, I never trusted Jack a day in the house. Um, the relationship with me and him were, it was like, it was one of the reasons I put him up. It was just, he was, he was very up. He was very high and low. Yeah. You know, you could tell that he was, um, for certain people, he was very, his friendship or his, um, how he played was very performative. Yeah. So like, you can kind of feel that. So I felt very unsafe with him. And even though he told me I was safe, um, I, I didn't, I didn't I trust it. it. Yeah. I didn't believe it. It would have been interesting if you did have it and you won or even Kemi won to see how, who would have you targeted next? Cause he probably would have went for, I don't know, maybe Nicole and Cliff just cause he had that whole nine person alliance at that time. Yeah. I mean, there was no, I mean, however, however it would have worked. Yeah. Um, one of my, one of my alliance members or someone mm -hmm. that I was aligned to was going to, was going to go yeah. because that's just, that was just a pecking order, you yeah. know? So unfortunately. Um, mm -hmm. So um, I want to talk more about the feeds. Um, this is your first season that you have been as an alumni. So how involved are you in the feeds? How often do you watch? Your fellow housemate, Kat, has been all over Twitter about the feeds. So I want to know Absolutely. how often do you watch? Is it like an everyday thing all day? Or do you kind of just pick and choose when you're have time to watch? Yeah, I kind of, for the most part, I try to, I pick and choose when I, when I can watch. Obviously people have lives. <laughs> like yeah. I can't, I mean, I, I have it, like I have it on my phone. Sometimes I'll just have it and I'll, you know, I'll listen. I'll just listen in while I'm, while I'm doing stuff on my phone. Um, I, you know, I follow like Joker's updates, you know, um, BB Daily, like all of these, you know, um, different um, recap, you know, uh, recap sites to just kind of keep in contact with what's going on daily, obviously, because this was the first week. And because of the tornado and my loss of power and yeah. all of that good stuff, it kind of messed me up, like my, my rhythm. But yeah. I mean, just the other day, I went to sleep not yesterday, but the day before I went to sleep at like six in the morning watching them, oh my you God. know? So, I mean, I, I like, to, I like to say that I'm, yeah, I, I've, <laughs> I've been, I've been pretty hooked on, on some of the feeds, but, but we also have like a, a list of like big brother people where we message each other and we're kind of like keeping each other, updated. you know, up, updated on, on what's, on what's happening. So. Who is your person that if you see them in a room, you go, you have to go to that room. Like for me, if I see Janelle or Devon, they're my go-tos. I have to see what they're talking about there. Absolutely. Um, for, yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually if Janelle's on, I'm, I'm definitely tuning in on her. Um, if, 
Danny is anywhere mm-hmm. like talking. Um, I'm usually, or d- depending on who Danny's talking to, uh-huh. like usually if like Danny's talking to like Nicole Franzel, I'll like definitely tune in because I want to know if they're talking game or not. Yeah. Um, lately I've been, I've been really stuck to Day and Bay only because, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth, especially with the whole Keisha, you know, keeping Keisha or not keeping mm-hmm. Keisha and like Davon right now, even though she's a very intuitive person, a lot of people on Twitter fans think that her reads are very off and I'm not sure, like we we're not able to tell whether or not she's messing with people yeah. and like throwing people off on purpose or she's like just really yeah. bad at her reads. Yeah. So that it's one of the reasons why I like to watch the reg, you know, the regular episodes Absolutely. too and hope that their diary room sessions are included because um yeah because i mean diary rooms really tell a lot about a person's gameplay and it's and it sucks that there's only like that only five percent of diary rooms are like in are are shown in the in the show yeah that's that's a really good point um so i think we already talked about a little bit about the alliances but um so predictions for this next week i want to talk about and then i want to get into your time on 21. So we have Memphis as the HOH. Who do you think he's going to put up? And do you think this week we'll finally get like this alliance versus this alliance? Kind of like BB21 versus Falte versus the, um, the six. Uh, the six, yeah. Um, well, I would probably say that like, well, looking into Memphis and kind of like who he's going to put up, I, I do have a feeling that, that David might go up. I have a feeling that, um, that Ian might go up. Um, yeah, I mean, those might be like the two, the two picks. And if not, um, any of them come down, I think maybe Bailey, because Bailey doesn't have that relationship um, yeah. uh, with them. Right now, it's just so hard to tell because there's so everybody's so intertwined, right? Mm-hmm. So you would think, well, Bailey might, like, he's, like, Memphis has said that he would, what was to put up, you know, would put up Bailey. Um, but Bailey is also in an alliance with Cody. Cody is in an alliance with Memphis. Maybe Cody might be able to say, I can control her. You know, like it, it's, it, you're kind of like looking, it's almost like a family tree, right? You have yeah. to look and see how people are connected. Um, and to say, is that person manageable? Maybe don't target that person and get this person out because nobody has any connections to, you know, like, so someone like, um, uh, I don't know. I think I, they, all, they all have connections at this point. Yeah. I think Ian's his target, but I wouldn't be surprised if Nicole A, David, Bailey, one of those people gets as a pawn, which mm-hmm. is a dangerous weird place to be, but I think that's what Memphis is thinking of. Yeah. I'm, de- I'm like, I think he definitely wants to get a big, you know, Wants to winner, get a big player yeah, out, winner, yeah, and a winner out. So I agree uh, with that. So I want to ask you just a three quick questions. I just found it interesting. I don't know if you saw yesterday, but for the Facebook viewers and live feeders, they made them answer all these questions in the living room. So I want to ask you three of them really quick. So the first one is, who would you have liked if you could pick anybody from all twenty-one seasons to be an all-star? Is not there? Who would you have picked? 
In okay, so um, to actually play again, I mean, I, yeah. I, I love watching Dan. I, lo I mean, I love watching Dan, but I also heard that um, Rachel Riley wanted to be on the show, I even did. though she was pregnant, and um, and they had pitched the Riley sisters like <laughs> to like to want to go in. A yeah. pregnant and then Alyssa like playing her comps and I'm like I would have been all over that like yeah. I would have loved to see Rachel on the season too so those would probably be my my two yeah. and my Rachel two. Rachel and Nicole friends aren't exactly best of friends from their time it, on exactly the that would have that that would have automatically made made it a a very tumultuous season yeah. you know and and it would be good TV yeah and she's she's really good friends with Janelle so I would have loved that dynamic um, my next question is, what is your favorite season of all time? Um, gosh, you know what? Um, I'm going to say it was always 10, okay. but I, I really love six. Like, so Janelle's first season, yeah. um, I really, I really did love six. Yeah. Like the, and that was another one that was just like very, very clear sides of a house you know what i mean where people weren't afraid to just yeah. say screw whatever. you like whatever put me up i dare you like i'm gonna take myself off like zero yeah. f's given you know I, I i love it so yeah i think mine is and this i'm very impartial because i'm the biggest vanessa russo fan i love yeah. vanessa russo but big brother 17 and i would have loved him more if she didn't you know get evicted at the end but <laughs> What are you gonna do? Um, and then- But she was really close. So at least you yeah, watched pretty her. much her in the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you were brought back to play again in an All-Stars 3 or a Second Chances type of season, and you could pick one player from your season and one player from a different season to play with, ah. or play against if you prefer play against, um, who would you pick? One person from my season and, and one person-, person Another season. Um, well, I'm going to have to, one person from my season, I would probably say, I would probably say Kemi. I would love to play with her. I think that we weren't given a chance to play with each other, um, because we were put up together. So like, and, and I mean, and she tells me all the time that she never trusted me. So <laughs> I, I think that we definitely have a better relationship outside of the house than we did yeah. inside of the house. But, um, I would probably say her and you're talking and someone else to play with. Yeah. Gosh, I'm honestly, <sighs> be any season. That's such a good, that's such a good question. So any, any season, I mean, there's just so many greats. So yeah. like, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to I think. would think from, from your season, I would pick probably besides you and Kemi, cause you guys, you've already mentioned those two. I would say probably Nicole Anthony. And then from a different season, I would probably say Jordan from BB 11, just cause she was so loyal. Oh, um, you know what, if, Gosh, gosh, there's so many. There's so many. Yeah. I, um, I honestly like the really loud opinionated um, people. So I would probably, I mean, I would love to have played with Janelle. 
though. Like I, I'm loving her energy. I think her energy is always, it's, it's always been very consistent. And, and the, the thing is, is like even big brother six and seven Janelle, although she was like single and younger, it's still the same type of confidence that she has now. And, you know, and, and just the way that she plays, even though now she's like older and she's a mother and a lot of people are just like, you know, she does it still have the same, um, feistiness. And I, I still see it. And I think like, she's amazing. So I I also love to play with Brittany from 12 to 14. Brittany. Yes. Oh my gosh. She's so funny. She's, she's amazing. Yeah. There's so many good ones really. Um, are you ready to get into 21 your season? Ooh, yeah. So I want to talk because something that people don't really talk about is the casting process. Um, and I'm fascinated by the different recruit versus send in the video versus I know Casey like went to like an open call at like a restaurant. I think I want to talk about your casting process. How are you casted? Um, and then when did you realize like, oh, I think I think I might actually get this. Like, I think they like me. Um, so funny thing, I was actually, I was actually recruited on the day that I was creating a submission tape. Oh, (laughs) So to, to answer that question, I, I'm going to say it like Christy, like I felt like I manifested it. And so like, (laughs) I knew that I was going to get in as soon as they called me. So that was, that for me had always been a for sure thing and not because I was a recruit obviously people get recruited and are still you know still do not make it yeah um on the show um but yeah I mean I was I was literally the day um I was creating a video for Big Brother and I was creating one also for my one of my best friends because she wanted to also like submit and as I was videotaping her submission, uh, I got the, I got the call. I got a, a DM and it was pretty much not smooth sailing because there's still a lot, a lot that you have to do, um, after the process. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of, they were like, Hey, have you heard of this game? I'm like, yeah, I'm actually creating a submission video. Like right now, this is insane. You know, um, and then it was just something that I knew because I'm not a typical, I'm not like a typical house guest. Yeah. So like, I think one of the the things when you're going to be on a show like Big Brother is that you have to have like a back story. You have yeah. to, you have to really understand why you're different and what makes yeah. you a good player. So what not only- want to root for you. Exactly. So like I had- I had a long history of, you know, of just experience, not yeah. just being in front of a camera because what I do on it, you know, for work is I am, you know, a, a model. Yeah. So I'm very used to the camera, but I was also like in marketing. I, I also have like a different type of background. Um, you know, I believe in like empowering women and I'm a plus size woman and I have a platform and, um, and one of my things was like the reason why I was submitting was because I do not see enough of myself on the show, you know, and I was the first plus size, you know, model on the show. It's like plus size model, but overall like plus size woman, um, 
there was OTT, you know, um, there was OTT and there was celebrity. Um, and so maybe you could, you could say I'm the third plus size woman, but technically I'm the first plus size woman to play a regular season Big Brother, of yeah. Big Brother. Yeah. And representation matters. So I absolutely. I I love that. Absolutely. And I think, and I think that there should be, there should be more diversity yeah. in the house, not just uh, obviously with people of color and minorities, yeah. but there should be different body types. There yeah. should be different age ranges. There, like it's, it yeah. shouldn't be that you have one 50 year old man yeah. and everybody else is in like their twenties and they're, you know, Instagram influencers, you know? So it, there has to be a yeah. mix of all of all type of people. And the old man, old man class usually goes pretty early. I mean, Cliff obviously broke that down. He got to fourth. Place. Well, so did Kevin, though. I mean, oh, Kevin, 19, like, yeah, yeah, fifteen, yeah, was fifth place, yeah. But I mean, BB eighteen and BB twenty had first boot, first outs, yeah, yeah. Steve, Glenn, like yeah. they were probably considered the old, you know, the yeah, older, it was um, easy, easy decision. Yeah, so, and, and it's, um, you know, I want it, I want it back, like, in the day, like, chi like, a chicken George, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, that would stay, like, right now, Kaser and Memphis are, like, the old guys. Yeah, they're, like, well, 40, 40, 42, yeah. yeah, 42, 43. So, the fact that those are the older, you know, the older people, it, it's still not even considered old. Yeah. Like, I want to see, like, I want to see a Rennie, you know, like, yeah. I I want to see, um, because they just add so, so much different. of a different take, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, the you know, those are good good seasons um so i want to talk about you were obviously cast for 21 but let's say you sent your you got recruited a year earlier or two years earlier how would you play differently with bb19 aka big paul or big brother 20 um with the tyler casey and that whole alliance kind of running the show who would you know right uh, so that's a good question like i I mean, given the stigma of my season, it, yeah. it, it, it makes it very easy to say, like, I would love to have been on a 20 yeah. or 19. Yeah. Um, I, and, and I actually get along with a lot of 19 really? guests. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I love Paul. I love Paul. Um, and I know that a lot of people find him to, you know, a little too much. Yeah. A little, yeah, a little too much. But like, I personally love him as a person. He's yeah. amazing. He's an amazing he's game player. Too. He, yeah, he's an amazing game player. And um, but I also get along with like Elena and Josh and um and Jessica Nixon. You know, like so. I think that if I was to be put on a nineteen during that time yeah. and knowing me, um it's so hard it's so hard to yeah. say but not knowing them I probably would have like been against Mark and Elena yeah. and the showmances you know yeah. because of just the fact that you know I'm I'm a married girl yeah. so I probably I could have seen myself um working with like say 
a Christmas Josh Paul yeah. uh, type of alliance. We saw what a showmance did on your season. They got to the final two, so they had to be. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't believe it. I feel like if there's pairs, break them up. Like right now, it's especially with like all stars, to not break pairs yeah. would be would be a disservice. Like, I would, yeah, I want to eventually interview Cliff. And Nicole, but she's obviously occupied right now. Um, and talk to him about that whole situation. Because um, I think Cliff and Nicole could have gone to the final two if they would have covered a Holly. Oh, absolutely. But um, a- I yeah, absolutely. I, I, I talked to, to Cliff about this. And, and I mean, he really did think that Mickey was going to take, take him. And that to me, it still surprises me to this day. I still don't understand it. Like, I honestly, I mean, the reason I left Mickey, the reason why I didn't target him and I targeted um, Jack was because I thought it was very clear as day that Mickey was a manipulator, you know, and that he was a liar in the house. Um, And everybody would say it, you know, like they would call him a pathological liar. It was like really crazy. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to keep him in because enough people dislike him to target him, to target him again. And to see that nobody else did it, it literally blew my mind. Um, So I want to talk about your, I want to play a little game called first impressions. So I believe when you first meet your other house guests, you're like in the hallway like yeah. in the back. So I'm just going to name five names um, from your cast. I want to know what your first thoughts of them were. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with Kat. First impression of Kat, seeing her, talking to her the first time, what was your first thought of her? Um, I didn't like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not that I didn't like her. Gosh, I wasn't, um, I was very skeptical of her. So uh-huh. it was just like, oh, great. Like Barbie doll, like you yeah. know, I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. But uh, yeah, that's that's how it happened. But like the first day she like had me at open arms was yeah. just like so amazing. And then we were Actually, since you were the only one, you were the only one she hugged when she left. So yeah, I mean, she's one of my best friends outside yeah. of the house. So it's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's so funny how first impressions work, right? Because I was like, I was looking at her and I actually saw her prior I actually saw her prior to moving okay. so like um we 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 did our um our finals our final interviews and there's um usually people that go to the finals kind of uh, kind of sit around together um not talking to each other but yeah. you get to kind of read the room a little bit um, not everybody obviously is going to be in the house. So you still don't know who these people oh, are yeah. and whatnot. But I, um, I remember seeing her and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to trust get her along. Yeah. Really she, yeah, because it, you know, I don't know how to explain it. I, I felt like it was very material. I mean, she was just very put together, very yeah. like Louis Vuittons and just yeah. like, you know, wearing a shirt with no bra. And I was just like, oh, great. Like, (laughs) this is what I got to look forward to in the house, you know? But I mean, luckily is that she has like a heart of gold. Oh yeah, her her DRs were hilarious. Yeah, she's just a a breath of fresh air. I mean, you know, like we, 
like none of us are perfect, but at the same, but at the same time, she definitely takes bad things and she like creates yeah them to be like very funny, like funny, laughable moments. And yeah, yeah she was my savior inside the house. Second one I have is Holly. Um, wholesome. Okay. She, yeah, she, she came in, she had those two pigtails and yeah. she looked so country and so like, you know, uh, looking like she was about to like ride a horse and yeah. I was just like, oh, she's very, she looks like, like she's into nature and yeah. Yeah. Um, Ovi. Um, kind. Yeah. He has very like kind like that makes sense yeah a he, kind kind eyes very seems like a nice guy oh he yeah and i mean and he is um i think one of the things that people didn't notice obviously because he was gone so so fast is that he had a good he had a good relationship with everybody and um and like i was one of those people like we had this like unspoken thing of like i got you you got me like if anything happens like mm -hmm. I'll let you know if I hear your name and that's kind of like makes sense yeah he's very um, very kind guy Nick um when I first saw him yeah. I didn't have any oh I really didn't have any first impressions of him not even the bowl cut no not even the bowl <laughs> cut like I just kind of looked at him like like unre it was like an unreadable thing like uh -huh. I like I didn't feel good about him and I didn't feel bad about him. I really didn't feel any anything. Okay. Um, and then my last one is the winner, Jackson Mickey. What were your first thoughts on Mickey? <sighs> I was like, oh great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean like that literally was, I was like, oh crap, like good looking. I was like, oh, good looking guy who's gonna hook up with one of these girls. Like that's basically yeah. like, I knew from the get that it was like, oh crap, you know, as soon as I saw him, I knew that there was going to be like a division of like, kind of like a cool kid type, yeah. you know, a, a cool kid's so type, of type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So I want to just transition, still talking about Mickey. Obviously the first, I don't know if you would call it a challenge, was Camp Comeback. Mm -hmm. And it was seemed it was between you and Mickey, and obviously Mickey won um, and vanished. You, Kemi, David, and Cliff, I believe that was. Yep. It. Um, had you have won, going back, not knowing how the season turns out, who would you have banished? Which four people? Um, I honestly, it would have. It would have probably been for. It would have been Jack and Mickey and. Um, it would have been like Jack, Mickey, and probably maybe Nick and Sam, to be quite honest. Like I probably would have put all guys up like yeah. uh, at that point, depending, depending, because, um, the idea was that the people who have voted for me, um, I was going to keep safe. So depending yeah. on whether or not they would have like said that they voted for me or not voted for me you yeah. know I would have I would have put them I put, would have put both for them up um, just because like if you're if like looking at it I really didn't have I was I was 
trying to go kind of guns blazing in the beginning anyway. That yeah. was like as much as I wanted to lay low. Um, but once I got, you know, once I got banished and came back, that's kind of when I like became a little hermit crab. Yeah. You know, so um, and just kind of waiting until I I had a chance to strike. But Makes sense. Yeah. Those, that would have been my... So, move. saying you would have taken out all the guys, there was a moment where I thought, okay, we're going to have all four girls go to the end, the Black Widows, as you called them, you, <laughs> Bella, Kemi, and Nicole, I think were the four. Yeah. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. So, what were your thoughts when the All Girls Alliance was uh, shared with Jack and it was kind of out in the open and he said he's... He was kind of scared of the All Girls Alliance. What was your thought process um, when that happened? And did you try to salvage, were you thinking about trying to salvage with Kemi and Nicole or like what was going through your head at that time? No, actually, um, yeah, that, I was livid. I, I was so upset. It, it, like, It, it was upsetting. It was upsetting to me in a lot of different ways. A, because like the Black Widows, the, I, what a lot of people don't know is that the Black Widows was actually created because of the mistrust that us four had with each other. You know what I mean? Like not because we were like best of friends. Uh -huh. So um, really early on week one of feeds that you all did not see, um, Bella, prior to uh, the Black Widows, actually came up to me to see where my head was at and asked me who I would put up if I was HOH. And I don't do well with questions like that. It's kind of like, well, I'm not the HOH and I'm still yeah. trying to read the room, so I don't know who okay. I would put up. And so she kept pressing the issue. Yeah, I get it, but if you were HOH, like, who would you put up? And I was like, I told you, like, I don't, I don't have a good read on anybody. So I, they're like, okay, but if you were HOA, so she kept on like pressing the issue and right there, like I kind of told her, like, I was like, Bella, you're going too hard. Don't yeah. like keep on asking this question to people because you're going to put a target on yourself, you know? Um, and then she was like, oh, oh yeah, that's great. Like, thanks for letting me know. Like, this is why I need someone like you around. So right there, like, and, and there were a lot of things she was doing in the house that was like literally going from one, one room listening and telling the other room what was said. Like I was watching this happen week uh -huh. one and I was like, I, I really don't trust this girl. Yeah. So the fact, but the fact that we were all in the RV, like we were all sleeping in the same room, it, it just kind of, it just kind of happened, you know? And to me, they were trying, like Bella was trying to um, kick out cat that week okay and so i felt like i needed to, to be in this alliance to know what they were talking about and have a solid four um a solid four votes yeah to keep cat if she was still to be on the block so a lot of the things that i did were like had had other had another meaning behind it so when Bella ratted us out, it didn't surprise me. I was actually mad because I felt like she created it on purpose in order to throw us under the bus. Like, cause she created the Black Widows. Yeah. Like that's what a lot of people may or may not know is that she created it um, or she started it. I just happened to name it. Um, but 
Yeah. So I was really upset that following week. It was, it was really, it was just really hard. So like it, and it was honestly one of the reasons why she left so early, Yeah. you know, cause she was on the block with Jack and technically I would have said Jack needs to go. Obviously he's the bigger threat and yeah. he was, but Bella was too much of a wreck. Like it was, was just, she was, she was like, a, she was a tornado running loose in the house. Yeah. You know, she's just destructing everything. She was playing um, both sides of the house and they yeah. backfired on her. Yeah. So that, that was when I was just like, well, we got to cut, we got to cut, cut her the- and like, and, and have her on her way. So, um, so my next question is, um, obviously there was a grateful alliance. The fans deemed it hateful. Um, that alliance completely imploded, like completely imploded. So when you have Jack and Jackson and Christy and them all yelling at each other and all of you guys are standing out there, what was your, what were your thoughts? It was amazing. I like, we knew it was going to happen at some point. Um, you know, we had talked to, like, um, Cliff, we had talked about it during Cliff's, um, HOH and we knew that things were going to slowly unravel. Um, mainly because at that point, um, Christy was saying that she was not a part of the six, that she wanted to work with us, that, you know, um, and there were things being said where Christy wasn't um, aligning very well to Mickey because of the way he was, you know, treating Kat in the house. There's a lot of things that were happening. So it was, it, it was a great moment to be quite honest to hear them just not care anymore and just completely like blow each other up um in front of everybody i mean not in front of everybody because they were in the boat room but at the same time like you could hear everything so it was just like wow yeah. you know this is this is absolutely amazing and made my time as hoh like so much yeah. so much easier <laughs> you know it was just like yay this is this is the time this is yeah. this is a perfect Good moment job. for me yeah this is a perfect moment for me to uh just put you guys up all right so i want to talk about in my opinion this is one of the most like iconic moments and i think they're gonna keep showing it was the <laughs> hoh competition um where you fell Absolutely. You tried to you tried to fall gracefully, and I, I like how the DR showed you saying, "I'm just trying to fall gracefully in, in the fall." Um, I just have one quick question: What exactly happened? Because it looked like something flew in your eye. Um, no, it was okay. So the the floor, okay, so the floor was like very hard. First of yeah. all, like it was not like a soft flushy, you know, mats. It was, and we were about seven, we were about seven feet. So it was a pretty high fall. Um, They had told us prior to during the rules and regulations of the game or the, the comp that you should try to either fall on your side or fall on your back. And that, but, but it's really hard when you're falling, when you're using all your core muscles. And I mean, like I was on there for, I would think it was like 25 minutes. Like think about doing like a 25 minute plank. You know what I mean? It was that, that's a long time. So 
so we were obviously falling like this way. Yeah. So I'm trying to, you know, turn as I fall. So I know that it kind of looked like I was either someone had asked me, I think the, the DR asked me, why did you pinch your nose? Like you were like, like you were, you know, going into water. And it's like, I didn't pinch my nose. You know, mm -hmm. I was literally just trying to, um, to turn. And yeah. that was hard because at that point I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to like jump off. Yeah. I didn't want to land on my feet or my ankles. So that was like what was going on in my head. I was literally planning like the whole time, literally planning my fall because yeah. everybody had to get off somehow. Nobody was just, even if you won, you weren't, you weren't, gonna you weren't just going to be taken off, you know, mm -hmm. like everybody had to fall off. So I was, I was like, it was like the worst comp ever. Yeah. I hated from my, that. From my point of view, it just looked, I looked like a bug <laughs> flew or something flew in your face. And that's, that's what I thought happened. Oh, no, no. It was literally me when I felt, I just kind of went like that. Like I was yeah. trying to turn, turn and use my, yeah. I don't know, use um, all right, so I want to talk about the end of BB21. Um, obviously, there was a lot of a, um, controversies, and it wasn't really re received well by fans. So you being in the jury house and not getting to see anything, were you, what were you expecting from the fan result? Did you know that all these controversies were going to happen? Obviously, Jack was... Um, confronted by Julie when he was evicted. So what was your, what did you think was the reception of your season um, on finale night before you found um, out? I knew, I, I knew that Jack and Mickey were going to get a, a good amount of dislike at some point. Um, obviously I, I was in a jury house with, with Jack. So mm -hmm. um, he kind of knew that he he would keep talking about um, how people were going to perceive um, Jackson and, and kind of the the questions he did talk about the questions that that Julie had asked him so he they were kind of preparing themselves for what was going to come after you know um, I did not think that it was going to be as bad as what it was you know I. First of all, I never heard yeah. anything come out of their mouths yeah. in, in, in that I've now seen, you know, on feeds and, and, and clips. So it was very disheartening to see it. Um, I remember being in the finale and then seeing Kemi and then after the show asking Kemi, so like, how bad is it? And she's like, they're comparing us to season 15. And I was like, oh crap, you know, like that was the one thing I was just like, oh my God, this is, this is bad. You know, and yeah. I, I didn't, I was like, how, how is this even happening? You know, um, so it was very disheartening to see it. Um, and again, we, I didn't see any of what you, you all saw. Like I wasn't a part of it. Like everything that was said uh -huh. and those clips were said behind closed doors, oh, like yeah. within a group that I was not connected to. Uh -huh, yeah. um, and a lot of people were to say like, well, Jessica really wasn't anywhere near those, yeah. you know, that because she wasn't really playing like that. It was like, no, I, 
I specifically took myself out of those situations because I personally would never get along with those kind, with, of-, with those kind of people. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and when I mean like those kind of people, really, I'm just talking about Jack and Jackson. Like they're not my cup of tea. Um, I, for a long time, like Jackson more so than Jack, I, I I really did try to have like a relationship with him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, because I was really trying hard to put my personal biases you know, aside and say like, I can work with this person. I have to work with this person if I want to stay in the game. Um, And a lot of people like didn't really get that. But I, but as far as like the things that they would say in the house, you know, um, how, how they reacted towards certain things, like it, I got enough of it in HOH lockdown. Like I don't need, you know, like, I mean, you, because we, sometimes are locked in together for like three hours yeah you know um and we get to know each other on a personal level yeah and it's kind of like oh gosh i really don't like if you're in a room like i kind of don't want to be around you you know like i don't and it seems like bad gameplay but like if you don't like someone it's really hard it's it's really hard to play the game and work with them you know that makes a lot of sense yeah um so one part of, I don't know if the big brother world is the right word, but community that interests me a lot is you guys are locked in a house for three months and then you get out and you have all these social media followers. You have everybody knowing your name, wanting to take pictures with you. Um, but it also comes with a lot of hate for people that if you're not their fan favorite, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to just talk about what your experience was finally being done you voted for holly to win mickey wins you do all the press in the backyard and then you leave what was your like first obviously i'm, I'm assuming your family was your first pro, uh, priority but besides that what was your experience like social media you probably gained all these followers um people saying they love you and also probably people saying they hate you so what was what was your experience like after the show yeah it was um it was insane. Uh, yeah, it because it all hits you at one time, you know, so it, it's true. I had a little bit of a different experience, um, mainly because me being in the modeling industry, I always, like, I already had a little bit of a following prior to, and so, like, being in the public eye wasn't very hard. Okay. However, but that being said, you know, like, when I left, um, I... I I immediately like talked to my, like I was on the phone with my husband um, who had flown in from, from Chicago to be with me. Like that very next day I had like a photo shoot already lined up, like for my agent. Like, so I already, I already went like right back to work after. And then I did um, the bold and the beautiful. So then I was like, on you know, um, I did my appearance on bold and beautiful. So like those things also didn't let me, really get in contact with the fandom right away at the same time like like oh i i remember seeing um a video i was in in my hotel room um that night and i saw one of a, a message that i was tagged in and it was a video of a little girl watching my hoh win and she was like it was like a little girl she must have been like maybe seven or eight and she she saw my HOH win and she was like running, jumping up and down on, you know, 
on a couch and just just like she was so empowered and she she was like yeah. yay just one and I like immediately started crying because yeah. it was just like such an amazing like it's like oh wow great nobody like I don't even though you have that hate yeah. the most amazing thing is having those fans that say oh my god you're an inspiration and you've helped me look at myself in a different way you you've helped me like I was rooting for you the whole time yeah. you're amazing that obviously overshadows like any and all of the hate, even though the hate is is still, you know, is still there. I don't get it as much as obviously some of the people in like on my season. Um, I think the majority of like the quote unquote hate I get is more so on a game level. Um, and I own it, you know, because I wasn't the type of person to talk to the feeds, you know, I wasn't a person who really talked to even my house guests on my thoughts. And I used a lot of that and I did it in the diary room and none of those, you know, diary room sessions got aired because it was a different edit, you know, like the, you know, the, I think um, grateful ended up getting a lot of that airtime. So, yeah, well, I think I think that the majority of the hate happens a on a game level because it's like, well, she was asleep the whole time until she got her HOH. And it's like, there's a difference between being asleep and laying low. Yeah. Like right now we have people on All Stars that are laying low. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there are people that do not want to be targeted. I was targeted very, very early on. It's not like I had a choice, like had... Had I just been like the HOH Jessica that whole time, I wouldn't have made it to HOH. You know what I mean? I needed to play a little bit more of a of, like, of a passive role yeah. because I knew that I wasn't the most popular girl on the block. You know what I mean? Um, I needed I I was playing safe and I admit that like I, I totally admit that but for some people say oh like she had no game she you know she fell asleep she did that and the other like I was gaming the whole time yeah. like the whole my whole and and I even said it as my strategy my whole thing was to work on people on a one-on-one -on -one basis trying to get into an alliance on the first or second day like I told many people in my you know in my interviews that that just was not my gameplay like I I was coming in, I was going to target alpha males. I was like, all these things I said in my pre-interviews, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's not like I didn't come in saying what I was going to do. But when you go into a house and you're not perceived the way you think you're going to be perceived, it changes your game and you need to adapt. And that was like me being an alpha female wasn't, yeah. wasn't going to work, you know, in, mm -hmm. in that in that setting. I think the, the laying low game gets a lot of slack just because people want fireworks. Absolutely. And I think it's ridiculous because, I mean, I think one winner that I think is a lot of hate is Andy from BB15. And I think he played one of the best games because he was laying low and then he floated from where he had to go and called the shots. So I, it's people, there's Big Brother fans that watch it for the game and there's fans that watch it for the fireworks. And I think yeah. you have different opinion yeah and and the thing is is like i i i feel like floating like floating is a strategy it just like any other strategy and it gets a really bad rep yeah um a lot of people don't know that a floater is literally someone who is in such a good place 
that they are literally feeding information to whoever's in power to stay to stay safe and to stay afloat mm -hmm. like that you don't have to like there's no set you know definition on a good big brother player yeah. where you have to be an alliance and you have to be talking game 24 7 like that's not yeah. that's not really how you know you play too hard too early you you go home exactly like you you're not you know we're not gonna diss you know someone like dan's you know strategy and what he did in the house just because he was reading the bible every day you know what i mean like it's i don't know it's 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 a very it's very interesting to to see some of these players um these twitter and like reddit fans yeah because everybody has just like a different opinion. opinion on what a good you know on what a good player is or what an all-star is or you know or how people should be playing the game the the thing is is that when it's time for that twitter fan or that big brother fan to actually be in the house that strategy really goes out the door it yeah. really does because now you have to play that strategy up and hope that the people you're in the house with can re receive it well. You know what I mean? Uh, um, sure. Girl, let's agree to disagree is your new YouTube channel slash show. I want to just talk about how that got started. Um, and then if you could just talk about what you, Kemi, and Hannah, uh, Ovi's girlfriend, are doing. Um, and then if you your thoughts on uh like if you're gonna turn it into a podcast or it's just gonna be a youtube channel and just shout it out basically thank you yeah so yeah the youtube channel we do um is called girl let's agree to disagree and it we right now are doing episodes a live youtube episodes every wednesday after the big brother show um usually like around eight 8.20 central time, so it's yeah. like 9.20, usually yeah. 20 minutes after, you know, yeah, 20 minutes after the hour, and we, right now, obviously started because we wanted to recap Big Brother, um, later on, we'll probably, you know, add on The Bachelorette or The Bachelor and other reality shows, but for right now, it's just Big Brother. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was something that I realized was needed. Uh, I don't feel like there is a, I mean, obviously there's a lot of big brother players or house guests right now that are starting their own podcasts yeah. and, you know, and we do have a ton of like recap shows that yeah. are just amazing. Just like not enough of like big brother players that especially women and yeah. then also women of color that actually talk game. Yeah. Uh, and and recap and and recap uh, the show like the the show in general. So I thought that it was something that Kemi and I will. Kemi is one of my best friends outside of the house. Like we talk quite a bit, and it was funny because we were talking about all stars. We were talking about actually the pre gaming that was going on because we knew a lot of tea. We yeah. had we had a lot of information. Obviously, we knew the talk. The calls had come out. I had been contacted by um, CBS to do another another project. So there were a lot of things that were kind of like we were talking. We're like we know so much stuff, you know. Like <laughs> if people were to know everything that we knew, God, it's it would be insane. And the funny thing is, is that even though Kemi and I are close, we 
pretty much agree to disagree all the time. Like it's literally one of the things that we say to each other all the time. So it was just like, we need to do it because it's not, because it's, it's coming from a place where we're talking about two different experiences that we both, that we both had. And then, um, and we can agree to disagree and still be friends and still, you know, laugh and talk about it, spill some tea, uh, talk game, what we would have done if we know the person personally, you know, all of these things. And then we decided to bring Hannah on because we definitely wanted it to be diverse, you know, like um, me being Latina and, you know, Kemi being Black, we definitely wanted to bring a different perspective and have Hannah on, um, mainly because we love her too. And she kind of comes from a different perspective where she saw Ovi in that house and like knows a lot of people in the Big Brother world yeah. too through Ovi. And she's also a gamer and she's played um, Sequester, which is a game, mm-hmm. online game. So, <clears throat> So she's also a gamer and she thinks strategically and like, she's amazing too. So yeah, it was just kind of, that's just kind of how the baby got started. Hopefully um, people have asked us to kind of make it a podcast uh, and turn, kind of turn it into a podcast at some point. Um, Right now, obviously the three of us have very busy schedules. So we try to do at least once a week, we realize that we're going to need to do it a little bit more often because of everything that happens. But um, next week is going to be amazing because we're going to have Rachel Riley on. Yeah. So um, I think now as we, yeah, as we get, as we get into the season, we have some guests lined up and it's going to be really amazing because then we get to um, talk to them about how they feel All Stars is going. And then they also know the people who we're talking to yeah. know the players personally. And then they can kind of give us a little bit more insight on like yeah. the relationships in the house because, you know, pre-gaming did happen and, <laughs> and people want the tea, you know, they want to know what's going on. Like yeah. there's only so much that you can know on feeds if you don't have a backstory. If you don't, yeah. if like some people say things and they're like, Oh, they said this. And it's like, well, she was being sarcastic or, yeah she really wasn't that don't read into that, you know, because you need a backstory. You need to understand. What I like about your show, um, cause I've watched every episode so far, oh. um, is you and Kemi are former players. And then you have Hannah who's never played and she's a fan of the show and the dynamic on what you and Kemi think of how players are playing or who's going to go far. And then what Hannah thinks is very different. And I like the, the different opinions, I guess. Is yeah, best. I mean, and, and it's the whole reason. Like, I didn't want to be on a show with, I, I, I wanted the show to to be about, not and not just women, because we will have, like, male, yeah. um, you know, male um, hosts or co-hosts. Um, yeah. But I wanted it to be a particularly um, our view Um but we all do have different, you know, do have, do have different views. I didn't want it to be an agree. Like, Hey, just let's agree on everything. Like I like having people that I disagree with and that you can kind of have a, um, an intellectual conversation with and a respectful, like conversation with, you know, not all of us like everybody that's in the house. Not all of us like, care for you know their gameplay or how they're reacting but we can still you know agree to disagree i could still be respectful to you i don't have to be mean or nasty you know i'll just say you know pass like 
you know, and, and not be cool. Yeah. Um, so I think my last question, Keith, who is your pick to win BB22 All-Stars 2? My very first draft pick is Danny Donato. Yes. Danny? Miss or Danny Briones, just to say. Um, yeah, she's like my, she's my top right now. She's my top pick. Um, I think she's playing an amazing game. I think she's playing very, she's, she's on yeah. the low right now. She's aligned to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that she pre-gamed with, uh, with Janelle. Yeah, I would I think yeah. they game at this point. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, like, so I think that, you know, the, the relationships that she has with everybody are very, are very strong. Yeah. There's not one person that I know of that would, that would put her up or would yeah. even think about putting her up. Nobody's mm -hmm. saying we got to get Danny out. She's just yeah. like there. She's in, in such a great laying position. low. Yeah, she's, she's laying low. low and she's in a great position, yeah. you know, and, and then I have like, the, well, the problem is, is that I have so many favorites, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> I definitely um, want to see, um, I want to see Nicole Anthony play a little bit more of a, of a different game. Than she did last than, season. Yeah. Than she did last season. And I feel like she's kind of playing the same game though. Okay. Is, you know, so I want to see a little bit more of that alpha in her. I mean, she's not an alpha female, but you know, like, but, but she does, she has that feistiness in her. And yeah. I want to see more of that, of that, you know, feisty. Um, so I'm hoping that the relationships that she has um, kind of solidify and yeah. she is on one clear side of the yeah. house and not just kind of floating the power. Um, but she, I, yeah, and I really hope she doesn't get put up this um, this week. That would really suck. Um, yeah, Bay and Day so much. I love the whole Black Girl Magic Alliance. Yeah. I love the whole um, idea that I mean, like, I love where the position that they're kind of in right now too. Given that they're still they're in a little bit of deep water too right yeah. now because they don't have that relationship with Memphis. Um, yeah. Interesting. I just and and Janelle and Kaser obviously like that's like my. My like I Janelle yeah. is on my um is she on my drafts? Yeah. She's I have um Danny, Janelle, uh I want Kaser to I I mean I want pretty much all of them to, to go far. To go far. Like Ian, I hate this the fact that Ian's getting targeted because I like love to yeah just see him. Um yeah, there's a lot of good people on the season. I want to say thank you for coming on. Um, thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. And hopefully we have a great season Big Brother to watch. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, tune, uh, tune in. I mean, I'm going to be tweeting. I tweet yeah. about it all the time. So, yeah. like, I'm excited. Yeah. Hopefully I get more time to, be, to yeah. tweet more, if yeah. that's even possible. If you uh, don't have her on Twitter, what is your uh, handle on Twitter? It's at um, J Milagros Plus, P-L-U-S. Those are all my handles on Twitter, on Instagram. And we also have the um, girl, let's agree to disagree handles, which is girl underscore um, L-A-T-D okay. on all handles as well, on Instagram and on Twitter and on YouTube. I'll put that in the description too, just for everybody to uh, Yay, check Thank it out. you. Well, thank you.
Yes, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. I love talking games, so it's great. Well, that was my first interview on the Chill with Dylan podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, again, if you want to follow Jessica Malagros on Twitter and Instagram to keep up with her, it's at jmalagrosplus. And then her YouTube channel is called Girl Let's Agree to Disagree, and those handles are girl underscore L-A-T-D. Thank you for listening. Chillin' with Dylan is coming to you. It's time for some hanging out and one-on-one interviews. Your favorite reality stars are coming through.